Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Episode 373, ladies and gentlemen, I am Chris Featherstone. Of course, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are live and living Culligan funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into it. This person uh, has been on the show before. We, uh, we just chatted uh, right before we came on the show, and we were trying to figure out when he was on the show, and it was February 20th of last year we had a really interesting conversation about african-american wrestlers and champions and so forth interestingly enough how 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 the times have turned how the times have changed ladies and gentlemen because this person is actually a champion of ring of honor television the roh television champion and one of the hottest uh, stars in Ring of Honor right now. I bring back to the show live here in studio via uh, <laughs> old school via satellite. <laughs> Shane Taylor, how are you tonight? There he is, Shane Taylor. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. It's uh, great to have you, man. Uh, it's it's uh, fantastic to have you back on the show, man. How are you doing tonight? 
I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm blessed. Got the kids to bed. Uh, wife's asleep now, so. Nice. So where are you, uh, where, stay, where are you staying at? I know that you're a Cleveland native, if I'm not mistaken, because we talked about uh, our, our Ohio uh, kins, kinsmanship. Um, uh, Buckeye City, Columbus. I think you're Cleveland, yeah. and you moved out of Cleveland, right? Uh, I'm from the United Cleveland, Ohio, but now I live in Houston, Texas. Texas, yeah. Uh, that's what in I a little city called K. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I think Varsity Blues on steroids, and you got Katie. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard of Katie, Texas. Uh, I forgot what exactly was there that was uh, interesting, but um, I heard of Katie, Texas. Uh, some. What made you move out of uh, Cleveland? Questions one and one and uh, two. Um, actually, that's two. Number one, let's talk about just your time in Ring of Honor and just how it's uh, it's grown uh, since the last year I've talked to you, and uh, just how it's continuing to grow and uh, just your your success in uh, Ring of Honor. I've been to two two recent events that you were in. I went to uh, you know, like I said, I'm Columbus, Ohio, as you know. Uh, Masters of the Craft was at the Express Live, and you're in a um, a multi-man tag match there. And then, uh, it, it well, picked up the one, actually. It was uh, you, what's it, you, Brisk, Briscoes, and Silas, I believe. And um, y'all picked up the win there. And yep. then uh, teamed with, uh, was it uh, MSG, right? You teamed up with uh, Bully Ray. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah. The, get, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, it was you, Bully Ray, and Silas, right? Against Flip, Juice, and yes, uh, Mark Haskins. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and Mark Haskins. Yep. Um, I certainly y'all didn't, uh, y'all didn't pick up the win there, but, you know, it was a wonderful experience. Let us let the listeners know just your experience uh, being in, in the Gotten, the first uh, non WWE uh, event at, at MSG ever, and uh, you being able to. Uh, physically be a part of that in the ring that night. You know, uh, once all the lights dim and the crowd stopped cheering and so to speak, you really have, have is the money you saved and the memories that you made. Mm-hmm. So Madison Square Garden um, was incredible. You know, that's, that's something that will stay with, you know, some of the best stars in the world, uh, a Hall of Famer like Bully Ray, people who can't take away from you, you know, and, and to perform in front of that crowd um, and to be a, uh, fantastic and something that I remember for the rest of my career, for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, it, it's only going to get better from here. That's right, man. It's it, it's and that's a major major moment just to be a part of that experience. You know, it's uh, at Madison Square Garden, man. It's absolutely incredible. So, uh, kudos to you. And let's uh, talk about this uh, television championship, man. Uh, I, you know, it's, uh, like you said, uh, it, it was at a mm. live, it was, it was, it was at a live event, so it won't be televised, but, uh, 
the last match that I saw was uh, last week when you had a fantastic match against Bandito, and he was able to do the the twenty one uh, suplex on you, and um, you know that was a, a big deal. Came came up short against Bandito, but uh, what an amazing match! SOS came in and uh, attacked uh, the lifeblood, and you and Bully Ray were uh, quite. Um, confused about what's going on what was going on that night but uh just let us know just uh your uh, match against bandito and then uh, of course uh you know your your recent uh, uh roh tv title one that is that's huge of course you know and all you know i'm i'm not one to make excuses or yeah man you know, excuse me, it's one of the best luchadors in the world, one of the best um, I thought I had him, couldn't put him away. Um, but that was before. And this yeah. is now. Yeah. Uh, and if you ask that I played or any game that I played or anything that I've done, um, different than the very first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that he has pointing out his strength and attack me when I was ring up on a world television champion. Mm-hmm. Now at best in the world, I have his chance to what's mine. Yeah. Nobody comes into my house and takes what's mine. Nobody. That's right. That's right. That match of best in the world. That was one hell of a fight. Yeah, it was. On his his hands. Yeah, it was. Uh, And I'm enjoying knocking him out. (laughs) Well, you know, you've played a higher gun, you know, uh, in in, in, uh, Ring of Honor before. I remember uh, watching an interview with uh, when when Coleman, Caprice Coleman had his segment, and that was just kind of your role, just kind of like a mercenary type of role. And, um, you know, but now it's you've really – came to your own as far as just a a, a, a single star. Um, and I also watched the uh, match at uh, the G1 Supercard with you and Jeff Cobb, which was incredible and absolutely – I really, really enjoyed that match uh, with, uh, the, with with you and Cobb. And um, the it, it was – it was you know, the, the, the fact that still oh, – it was the 17th anniversary, I believe, it was you and Cobb um, – but that match was absolutely amazing. Uh, it fell short then, but you know, two months later, you know, you uh, <laughs> you, you had your you had your moment, you had your spot. So, uh, congratulations on that, and best wishes. Um, we'll get to some questions here. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want. I want to be respectful for your time. All right. Let's see. So the uh, uh, hashtag Ask Shane. Hashtag Ask Shane. Here we go. Lexi's asking, looking at the success that you have had with Ring of Honor, do you see yourself attempting to leave for AWWE once your contract ends? WWE after my contract ends? Yep. That was the question? Yep. Do you see yourself attempting to leave uh, for AEW um, based on that the success is, you've had with That's ROH? a tough question to answer. That's a tough question to answer. Everybody's different. You know, I have a lot of friends there. 
best friends in the world who I would love and compete against. Um, but as of right now, you know, I am very, very happy. Loyalty and opportunity for me, the two biggest factors, decisions, you know, um, the money is great, but you can make money anywhere. Uh, and I, problem. Um, so for me, the ability to have that op- that's paramount to me. And for me, um, I think there's something very, being the franchise of a company or putting a company on your back for your entire career when you, they've done that are synonymous with ring of honor. You can't mention ring of honor and not me. Um, there's something very, very cool about that. And that's something that I would love. Yeah. My brand 10 years plus and say, let's go boys, you know, Definitely, yeah. But with that being said, you know, of course, you know, this is about for them. Uh, so I'm going to do what's best for them. Um, now, what's best for me and my family? Yeah, and and you know, like I said, man, I I think your I think your run in Ring of Honor is 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 really good for you right now because it really shows just the hard work that you've put in to get to the spot that you're in now. Um and you know, like I said, we talked a year ago, uh and you were still I mean, you, you, you cemented yourself, you established yourself for Ring of Ring of Honor. Of course, even before that with the tag team with Keith Lee and, you know, we talked about just you submitting yourself as a single star when you, you know, leaving the tag team from Keith Lee. And, you know, just um, just a year later, you know, you're you're a champion, you know, so it's it, to me, it can only go up from there because obviously it went up from a year Absolutely. ago. <laughs> so, you know, um, so it can only, you know, go up. And obviously the obviously Ring of Honor has enough um, trust in you as a uh, as a as a talent. And as a competitor and the hard work that you've done to, to give you those opportunities. I mean, you had a huge opportunity, the biggest pay-per-view of the year, the 17th anniversary, you had a television championship opportunity, you know, in, in two, two months later, you know, you had another singles opportunity. And, you know, thankfully the one that you were successful on was the latest one. So, you know, so it, it can only go up from there. Uh, let me uh, address a few more of these questions here. Um, uh, let's see. Ha- if you <clears throat> if you had an opponent, Panther's asking, uh, if you had an opponent to choose, who would it be? If you had an opponent to choose, who would it be? If I had an opponent to choose, that is easy all day, every day, the answer goes by Eric now, uh, uh, a Viking Raider. Yeah. yeah the but as I said, when, when my best friend in the world, my big, my big brother, Godfather, time that I've ever gotten in the ring with him, toe to toe, it's been an absolute war. Mm-hmm. Or two, and it's one that you enjoy while you're in it. So, uh, any day of the week and twice on Sunday, <laughs> 
Nice. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching the matches uh, with you and Keith Lee against uh, War Machine uh, and, and, and Ring of Honor. I mean, those – we talk about your mm-hmm. hard-hitting matches. I really from – from a personal standpoint, from a fan – I really, really enjoyed those matches. It was, it was uh, awesome and hard. All right, let's uh, let's see here. A couple more, a couple more uh, questions here. Uh, read an article about your upbringing and was moved. What advice can you give young men and women facing the challenges that you were able to overcome? Great question. Great question. Okay. Thank you for that. You know. It, it took my wife explain to me a few times, you know, uh, you know, so, um, I never expected getting into this and, but, you know, I was just simply telling, but, you know, I've been blessed to be put advice in those situations is to surrender as possible. Surround yourself with people that are moving forward. Surround yourself with people that situation as opposed to staying in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because far too many people and, 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 and they feel like things are hopeless that they just, they, they give up. I've had to be far too many people in my lifetime, uh, that had that mindset that I can't care to even think about. Mm something that you are passionate about find something that you are good at find find something that you know but every single ounce of energy you have um eliminate all second guessing no matter who it comes from believe in yourself You there, Shane? I heard you say believe in yourself, and you cut off on us. Oh, believe me, get out of any. All right. All right. <clears throat> definitely, uh, definitely awesome stuff there. All right. What is your favorite movie? <laughs> Longest time, a predator. Uh, but I, but I think fantastic. Creed two to me was excellent, uh, and so uh, my my favorite one right now. Mention the drop dead Fred. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, Ryan's asking uh, what. Consider your best highlight in pro wrestling so far. My best television champion. I mean, that's obvious. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, and 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 from here on out, Shane T. Boy, the baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. <laughs> this is going to be 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome, man. Um, all right, let's see. Okay. I think uh, I think that's it for the question. Let me see. I'm sure I'm missing some questions here. Um, let's see. If you had to choose an opponent for your television championship, who would it be? Um, the, I think that's different from, of course, you know, um, Roe is not in ROH, but for okay. someone, someone from ROH, uh, who would you for the television championship? If you can choose someone from ROH to defend the television championship against, who would it be? Is the longest reigning television champion in history with five hundred uh, single reign defenses with thirty-five. Uh, he is uh, the epitome to be necessarily agree with what it's supposed to be uh, because supposed to be champion. Uh, the best way, in my opinion, to shut it. So, um, not only would I do that process, no doubt, no ambiguity, no, uh, well, what then beat him that's what i would do wow um i think they heard most of that so who who was the person you, that you said jay jay briscoe or jay lethal lethal okay no jay lethal jay lethal okay yes <laughs> that would be a wonderful wonderful uh match between you and jay lethal there um that's awesome all right so next question from let's see here all right so what wrestling legend would you like to sit with and learn from dead or alive good question Lexi always asks the good questions who would i want to sit and learn from yep uh at a, at the undertaker mm. and that can command such a present highlight real performance after highlight real performance make it memorable um, add to mean as much to people as he did uh, able to leaders respect you as much as he did um, to me that's the benchmark what you know uh, a consummate professional is especially in this sport so that's awesome that's i think you get the best of both worlds when you look at that yeah i think that's a really good choice very interesting all right uh let's respect your time um let's uh let's plug some uh upcoming events uh what you got coming up i know that y'all have some pre-sale um some pre-sale tickets coming up on tomorrow for an upcoming event, right? Uh, tickets are on sale now for, I believe, for Best in the World here in uh, mid-June. To the Pacific Northwest, uh, Kent, Washington, and Portland, Oregon's. 
And man, just uh, we're headed back to August. CM, CMLL and New Japan as well. Mm-hmm. So many things to be. Dot com. Check out all the news. Check out when we're going to be near your town. Come on out. Yeah. The world television champion. That's awesome. And. and <clears throat> Oh, and of course, you know, any social media stuff. Uh, follow me Twitter and Instagram at Shane216Taylor. All right. Uh, the August event, uh, what is that uh, called again? One of the badass Shane Taylor group. August 9th. Okay. Let's see. Ring of Honor for August. Let me check and see. Um, it's called Summer Something, right? Yeah, I, 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 it's called. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it's late. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> all right. I mean, so. <laughs> totally fine, man. Well, uh, I'll I'll pull that up for I'll pull it up for the for the live fans and 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 get that for you. Um, Summer Supercard, August 9th in Toronto. That's what it's called. Yes. All right, television champion Shane Taylor. Go follow him. Uh, he promises to be the best Ring of Honor television champion ever known to man. Thank you for your time, sir. <laughs> really appreciate you coming on the show again. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. And thank everybody who's looking. You said thank you, everybody who and went out again. There, Shane. You there, Shane? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yep. You said thank you, everybody who, and then you went out again. Yeah. I was just just thanking them for their time. Awesome. Uh, Thank (laughs) you. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, man. (laughs) Thanks. All right, Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor, uh, once again on the show. Thank you so much uh, for Shane Taylor. Um, television champion, man. Big uh, big deal. Big deal. It's funny, like I said, we talked uh, an hour. Uh, well, uh, we talked uh, last year. And, um, you know, he was talking about how much he was uh, excited about uh, being a part of the Ring of Honor roster. I mean, just as a single, just really breaking out as a single star. And um, it's awesome that now he's the the television champion, man. He's I've really followed him over the past year, and uh, he's uh, been doing a, a fantastic job with uh, really establishing himself. So, all right, we got the co-host with the most coming on um, here shortly, and we're going to talk about some fun times uh some not so fun times once very somber subject um and then we got a lot of money in the bank trivia tonight the flavor of the week tonight is uh we're going to review the career of bill goldberg uh the first run the first run of bill goldberg i want you all to 
We're going to talk about it. Just, you know, I'm a big Goldberg fan. Um, I, I titled this, uh, what rent, what went wrong? So there's a tongue twister for you. What went wrong? And we're going to talk about that, uh, on the show for the flavor of the week. All right, PMP Nation, I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, let's start with the first trivia question of the night. Uh, this person defended the Intercontinental title versus The Miz at Money in the Bank 2013. This person defended the Intercontinental title uh, versus The Miz at Money in the Bank 2013. Here is Evan Tech Prout. Co-host with the most, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? Co-host with the most, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? Are you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. Can you hear me? Yes. Let me call you. I don't know why. Uh, let's see here. Let's call. Let's call him. Let's see. Are you there? Let's see. Let's get him on here. I don't know why it's not working. He usually calls in all the time. No problem. No problem. Or maybe we can bring him on another way, but we'll make it work. We shall make it work with him coming on the show. Let's see here. Co-host with the most. Let's bring him on here. Let's bring Evan Tech Proud on the show. Usually Plan B works just fine. But uh, it's not working as much as I wanted to. All right. Hello. Are you there? Hello, yes, are you there? Are you there? Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? We're live, pal. Ah, okay. Let's see. <clears throat> I don't know why. Let's see. Uh, someone's asking for the question again. This person defended Aaron Cotton title versus the Miz at Money in the Bank 2013. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, some good Axe Chris questions. Good Axe Chris questions here. Let's see. We'll do it uh, this way. Um, while we get Evan on the phone here. 
uh, ask Chris, what do you think of the dumpster fire that was Money in the Bank? Hello? <laughs> Evan Tech Proud. Can you hear me? Evan Tech Proud. Can you hear us? Can you? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear us? Can you hear can me? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we're, we're good to go man live and in living color <clears throat> um all right uh let's see brandon said curtis axel yes curtis axel can you believe curtis axel uh curtis axel was the intercontinental champion in 2013 uh evan how you doing tonight man doing all right been the night for the tentacle my show attacked everything else. Oh goodness! Crazy uh, man. It is crazy. I don't know why my no. my stream sounds so choppy Here. too. Yeah. The the feed had my man Shane Taylor on. Good buddy of mine, been friends for over. To his wife too. He wanted me to mention that. Yes, big shout out to his wife too. Um, and we're live. Yes, yes. Trying to make sure. On this show, we'll see what happens. See if that does anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. Just want to make sure that I'm uh, cause cause you're you're going in and out too. I'm I sound fine to the PMP Nation, but for some reason you're going in and out too. Um. All right. So let's ask Chris questions. Let's see. go ahead. Uh, go ahead, uh, Evan. Yeah. Call on Facebook so you can hear me now. Okay. Worst case scenario, you got my house and we can call that. Oh yeah, it's it's good. We're good. It seems. I think I might. There's some stuff going on here with the with the stream. Um. That we can just that we can fix. It's it's not a problem at all, man. Uh, we'll make it work. Okay, actually, I think that worked. I think that I think that worked. Um, all right. Ask Chris, what do you think of Dubs fired as Money in the Bank? Okay, well, we'll get to Money in the Bank here in just a moment. Uh, <laughs> very interesting. Ask Chris, or the fact, uh, Cody's asking, or the fact Dominic was just watching Joe beat up Ray, any normal person is getting in the ring and protecting their family or even 24-7 belt. That would, that would only be defended on the third hour. Yeah, so that pretty much, uh, that pretty much uh, sums up the last few days of WWE programming, ladies and gentlemen. Um just uh, uh, just a cluster mess, uh, a big cluster mess. The wild card rule, they don't know what the heck they want to do uh, with that. They don't know. They have no clue what they, they, what they want to do. Um, it's just a big cluster mess. Um, very, very sad. Um, let's see. Turn off the preview window. Turn off the one CPU. Okay. All right. So I'm going to make sure that 
the stream is um, doing good for y'all. I want to make sure that everything's set. Um, everything's set for y'all. Want to make sure everything is good to go for all of you. Because the PNP Nation deserves this single best um, in the world as far as quality is concerned. Um, all right, I think, I think that's good. Just want to make sure we're all set here with everything, with my my setups here. All right. Now that should be that should be good. That should be better here. Hopefully that works. I'm doing some doing some adjustments here with my software. And um want to make sure that everything's good. Okay, now I'm getting a stable green light. Hopefully that works. All right. Let's see. Ask Chris questions. It was Lexi's asking. Uh, it is being reported by me, uh, multiple media sources that CM Punk called into a radio station and divulged the nature of uh, Ashley's death prior to public release. Yes. So I did hear about that. Um. So we're going to talk about that in our headlines. So, so let's start off with the uh, Ashley. Um, yeah, let's start off. Yeah, let's start off with that, actually. So we'll start off with Ashley, um, that story. So let's get right into the headlines. Here we go. Okay, so, uh, here's the unfortunate thing. Um, Ashley Mazzaro, 39 years old. Uh... Man, just really, really tough. There's just so much. There's so much to the story. There's so much to it. Um, the latest news is that she uh, passed from an um, apparent suicide by hanging. Thirty-nine years old. She missed her. She 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 works for a uh, radio station in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey, I believe. Um, and so I think. She was supposed to be there at five in the morning, and uh, so she missed her dates. Uh, people were concerned about that, and so you know she she died of a, a apparent suicide. And just thirty nine years old, um, and it's and it's it's sad to me because of many reasons. Just so many reasons why such a sad thing. First of all, thirty nine years old. And me as a, you know, soon to be doctor in psychology, it really hits home um, because I'm just like, man, like, I just wish, you know, of course, I don't know the details and if she sought help and she didn't, but I just wish that there were outlets for her um, to really, to really veer, to really vent or just get that out. You know, some some professional help, some professional counseling. I don't know if she was doing what. I don't know what type of help she was seeking, but just to 
to take your own life is 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 a real i mean for someone to take their own life there's just i mean you feel that there's no way out of your situation that's typically why people take their own lives because they feel that there's absolutely no way out of your current situation or it could be a compilation of things that led to this moment it could be just a a sudden reaction of just feeling completely um completely hopeless and whatever the situation was with her is just so sad that she um you know obviously she was to a point of feeling that way to to say that her life um you know to, to take her own life and so that's really really sad so my prayers go out to the family of of ashley mazzaro she leaves she leaves a daughter behind and um just really tough i don't know too much about it as far as why she did what she did and just all the things i know that there was um a concussion going on there's there were talks about some uh sexual you know sexual harassment back when she was in wwe i don't know over the time frame i don't know i don't i just I, i can't i don't know enough information to say um you know these are the factors that cause her to take her own life. I just don't know. I'm not going to speculate. Uh, I, I'm just telling you what I know as far as just historical uh, points of references that could lead to a um, a state of depression. As far as her personal life, I don't know, Ashley. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know her personally. I don't know any of her family personally, so I can't speculate as, as far as the things that could have caused some triggers. Um, I just know public information and, uh, you know, so it's, it's really sad. And, and, and my heart goes out to people like that. Cause I always feel that I always want to, always want to talk to people like that, you know, um, just from experience, from, from talking to many people, from counseling, from life coaching, from just having a heart, uh, to, to, to really feel for people who are going through emotional crises. Um, just, I just wish that, you know, I could have talked to her not, you know, just let the Lord use me, you know, how, how he would, um, how he, how he may. And, uh, yeah, it's just really, it's a really tough moment, you know, just for professional wrestling, just for humanity, just for people, someone to take their own life is, and the, and the sad part of it is, I mean, there's the whole sad, the whole thing is sad specifically, is that it seemed as if Ashley, you know, had uh, a good life or at least a, a life that's enviable, a, a, a life that's uh, seemed like everything was good or most things were good as far as an outward appearance is concerned. Um, Diva search, survivor, you know, I mean, just making a lot of celebrity appearances i mean she's she became a celebrity outside of wwe um you know as far as just doing things from that end and um you know never won a title in wwe she's only there a few years she didn't really didn't have a very successful wwe career but you know she was able to get to the point where she was successful outside of wwe from a celebrity standpoint so i mean a lot of people don't watch a lot of people aren't wrestling fans but a lot of people are, you know, there's more Survivor fans than there are WWE fans. Uh, so, you know, from a Survivor standpoint, she's, you know, most likely she 
became a bigger star survivor than wwe um just because of the popularity of survivor i love survivor my wife and i uh that's my wife and i uh that's our favorite show you know watching together and so yeah it's it's uh it's a really tough moment and uh you know my my suggestion my advice to anyone who don't feel like they can talk to anyone again i don't know the details to know if she's reached out to people obviously um from what happened you know her if she did reach out it was insufficient as far as what she received but you know two things one if you're going through depression please 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 seek out reach out to someone uh, that you know um will tell you the truth in love, will challenge you, uh, will hold you, you know, will listen to you, will will hear you vent, challenge you to to uh to to you know whatever situation you're in, to press through it, whatever, just 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 find someone um that can be in your corner. Really, just find someone that can be in your corner. Um uh, just and don't be afraid to reach out to people, you know. And, and number two, uh, f- be sure to reach out to friends and loved ones. Uh, be people. Enough. I've I've experienced this with with friends. You know, there's there's there was a, a good friend of mine uh, just a few months back that uh, everything from a social media standpoint seemed like everything was okay. But, um, you know, he reached out to me and he was really going through a whole lot. Um, so it was like one or two in the morning and uh, I left my house. Uh, told my wife, hey, I'm gone. I'm, I'm going to go over to his house. And, um, and, and he came in my truck and we just chopped it up, man, uh, for a while. Uh, and my best friend was, uh, he came too. So it was, it was three of us in my truck, just, just talking, um, just making sure that he was okay. And, you know, I have a really, I have a really big heart to make, especially men, especially men, especially black men, to be honest with you. Um, I, I have a really big heart to make sure to, 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 to counsel men, um, because us men can be the most fake people <laughs> thinking everything, you know, making making it seem like everything's okay, but we're just dying and decaying inside. And there and and a lot of celebrities do that too, unfortunately, because they use social media fame and and a lot of people just applauding them, but that doesn't really mean nothing if there's not someone in your corner to really listen to you. And really um, be there for you in your corner. Um, because, you know, if you have 2 million Twitter followers, you can't just reach out to someone on Twitter and say, hey, look, I'm depressed. I'm going through a lot right now. Um, you can't just do that. You can't do that to your Twitter followers or your Facebook followers. You can't do that to social media. You need someone in your corner to be able to be there in your stead. So that's a, you know, this experience, I mean, this is, again, it's one of those things that you have to make sure that, you know, you reach out to someone and just, man, use this very, very unfortunate moment to, um, 
to, to, to really reach out to your fr friends and family. Just drop a text. Tell someone you love them. You know what I mean? Just say, hey, let's 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 do some wings. You know, I told someone this morning, hey, uh, um, let's get some wings. <laughs> you know, just uh, uh, let's talk, let's chat. So, um, so yeah, so it's 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 a really sad moment, and, and again, my prayers go out to uh, the family of Ashley Mazzaro. Um, y'all can if y'all can hear me, you know, my feed is going in and out on YouTube. Ashley's death affected me. I never met Ashley, but um, Chris, you know, just two weeks ago, a good friend of mine who was a pretty well-known wrestler regionally, and he hung himself. He was married with three kids. Yeah. I knew his wife. You know, they just bought a house, mm -hmm. and he just lost his... He, just, you know, I'm friends with him for seven years. Uh, interview with him is on YouTube, and we talked and we laughed, and and this, and I didn't find out till that afternoon, or what. And um, you, we talk about a lot of stuff, and I never said this publicly. Anybody listening, as men, we're powerful, so we hold a lot in. Mm -hmm. You never know what people are going through. Yep. Uh, my friends is a pastor in Georgia, big church, and especially men of, of and I have a background in working with students and talking to them and mentoring them. He almost was at the end, and had to talk him down from the thought of. And then he was dealing with marital problems, and he was in the hospital and dealt with some back problems. And hey, this guy will call me for help. I've been on that end where I had to talk down people from yeah suicide. Or, you know, just people who you would never thought going through issues. Even wrestlers that we talked to had um that we told, and I said this in my show earlier. Anybody listening, talk to somebody, hit them up. Yes. You know, you're about, you're about to be, but I have a, you know, prolific background in communications and talking, you know, members of somebody. And, um, you know, we're actually being gone, you know, trying to be donated uh, and be, um, Examined like Christopher Lewinsky was before, you know, it's a sad man, 39 or so young. Yes. And then, man, you know, just to uh, have been yes. somebody. Yes. Because went down the, the unfortunate road of suicide. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I, you know, and here's the thing. Uh, I'm availing myself to to any person in the PMP nation. Like, you know, I, DM me on Twitter, you know, hit me up on Facebook. Um, let me know you need, you know, me to pray. And, and, and it's interesting because I've actually had fans for the show message me. Um, let, letting me know they're going through a crisis and I, and I had to really, um, you know, 
give them some really big advice, uh, some relationship advice, like some really deep relationship issues. They just felt the, they just felt comfortable with reaching out to me and do that. You know, um, you know, I can't promise that I'll respond as soon, you know, as soon as possible. I mean, as, as you know, quickly, uh, but at the same time, I'm, I'm always on Facebook. Um, and, you know, I'll do my best to, to really, um, use that, um, to use my gift that God has given me of, of counseling and psychology and coaching, um, you know, to, to his glory and to, uh, to, to be sure that, right. um, you know, to be sure that, um, you know, there, I can do the best I can, you know, really to, to really, to really help people out. Especially, like I said, men and celebrities are, are two, you know, really tough people to reach. Um, Especially, you know, both from a celebrity standpoint, like actually, again, I don't know her specifics, but um, a lot of times the, the, the fame, you know, we saw this with a lot of people like Kurt Cobain, Robin Williams, um, uh, um, uh, Heath Ledger, you know, just people who were really going through a lot of stuff, you know, despite being huge stars really going through a lot of stuff um, yeah. in their personal lives, despite, you know, being superstar, megastars. And so, um, you know, at the end of the day, man, there, there's, there's someone there, there's people who you need to keep in your corner to make sure that you can just speak some stuff to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, look, I need you to pray for me. I'm going through some stuff. Um, you know, Evans reached out to me plenty of times, man, and I love it because you know we've we've grown we've we've grown to be brothers. You know, over from a professional relationship, we've we've grown to have a personal relationship, and um, you know, be sure to have people in your corner. Um, you know, Evan and I we we talk personal stuff all the time. You know, and I think it's important to have that stuff. You know, in your right. life, um, and then you know, and just having people check on you. You know what I mean? Evan does it all the time. He asks me, how's my back doing all the time? You know, because there's times that I, you know, became like yeah. real, real stressed out, you know, because of my ongoing back pain. And a lot of times <clears throat> it just takes that to just get, get someone out of just chasing rabbit trails of, you know, one small thought just becomes bigger and bigger. And then, and then the end, it tries to make it worse and you're, you're thinking about why am I here and I can't do this anymore. And, you know, it just, it just gets, it swells like just, uh, and I'm telling you as someone who's about to be a doctor in psychology, I, 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 I study this stuff. It usually starts from just a few small thoughts yeah. and as, and the more you become, um, hopeless and shameful guilty um just uh destitute uh, just just so many negative emotions can cause those little bitty thoughts that you're kind of thinking in your head like uh eh, you know it, when you entertain them and exercise them you know it just it just swells up and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and then eventually you feel like you're hopeless um and Typically, suicide comes from just the the most extreme point of hopelessness. Um, 
And a lot of people, a lot of times people don't see it. People, people, especially with celebrities, they have no clue that you feel the way that you feel. Um, and there's only probably a few people who do. So really sad moment. Like I said, <clears throat> prayers go to her family. And uh, if, if anybody in her family is watching right now, you know, message me, uh, you know, hit me up on Twitter or something like that. If you need prayer, I, I will <laughs> pray with you over the phone. Um, yeah. I, I will, I will, uh, you know, I will, I will do sessions. I will coach you. I'm a certified life coach. You know, I'll do, I'll do some coaching for free. Um, and anybody in her family or friends, if they want to reach out to me personally, free of charge, um, please do. And so we'll, uh, um, you know, please don't, don't be afraid or ashamed, um, to, to reach out to me personally. If anyone's uh, watching from her friends and family, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to, to, to help you, um, you know, uh, lessen the, the, the pain of this, this process and journey. Um, let's uh, address, uh, ask Chris question, um, concerning that. Okay. Yeah. Lexi was asking about the CM Punk call. Yeah. That devolves the nature of Ashley's death prior to public release. Yeah. So I did hear about that. Um, I did hear about that. And as far as just like what he did, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if CM Punk, um, has like some inside track as far as just, um, him still having a, uh, a close relationship with, 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 uh, family of Ashley. I know that they, you know, were in the WWE around the same time. Um, so that, you know, a relationship could have built up with, with that, with, you know, her, her and CM Punk, as far as just her friends and, you know, him having a close relationship to her family and friends, perhaps I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, so I mean, I don't, I don't, as far as right now is concerned, it's not too much to look into it, but to, I know CM Punk might have not known that it wasn't public yet. I'm not quite sure. Um, but at the same time, obviously it was hurt. Obviously, from what the reports are saying, um, he was affected by it, um, and you know enough to to share his thoughts from a public standpoint. So, all right, let's see. What we have uh, <laughs> Ryan's asking uh, what I think about the twenty four seven championship. That's an interesting uh, segue. <laughs> we'll talk about that here in a bit. Um, Kimbo's asking what I think about Kofi's championship reign this far. They are really building him up as a credible champ. I agree. I, I like, I really like what they're doing with Kofi's title reign. They're really having him compete in some good matches. They're really uh, allowing Kofi to, um, they're allowing Kofi to accentuate his positives, which is in-ring work. He's a fantastic in-ring performer. He's always been. You know, that's one of the reasons why WWE keeps him in that mid-card role for so they kept him in the mid-card role for 11 years because Kofi was always that um really good uh professional um <clears throat> in-ring worker. And so I think um, that's one of those things that 
they they're taken advantage of on a grander scale right now, and and the fans like it. The fans enjoy his matches. I mean, the, he's one of the most solid worker. He's been one of the most solid workers in the past decade. And uh, you know, him and Dolph Ziggler are very much the same as far as just staying in that mid card because they're so good. Um, to be honest with you, I think he does. I think Kofi does need bigger stars to work with to make him more credible. I don't think Sammy. I mean, you know, Sammy Zayn's. You know, he's on fire right now as far as his gimmick and his promos. Um, I think. I think the Sammy heel run is getting stale. Honestly, um, I liked. I liked it at the beginning. Um, when he turned heel and he was just like over the top cheesy, that was cool. But the whole critic of critic of critics thing and all that, I think it's a bit stale now. So going against Sammy, eh, I mean, Kevin Owens, you know, he's been a upper mid card guy for the majority of his tenure there. Of course he was universal champ, but you know, he's won mostly intercontinental and U.S. championships. So I think what will really take Kofi to another level would be if he actually went against, like, credible top heel talent. And and listen, call me crazy, but I would be totally fine with the WrestleMania 36 main event being Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, because in order to make him that main event star, he's got to go against some really huge... Uh, really big name heels, and the unfortunate part is that WWE is doing a terrible job, really, you know, making baby faces and making heels. Brock Lesnar is people complain about Brock Lesnar, and that you know I I had a live you know stream live reaction stream um, on Sunday. I was cool with it, and we'll talk about Money Bank here in just a bit. I was cool with the with the spot, not because I want Brock Lesnar to be champ again, because I'm very tired of that. <laughs> I'm very tired of his reign as champ. But I've said before the the yeah, everybody's the, tired of that. Yeah, tired of that. But the Brock Lesnar reign, the, the the Brock Lesnar appearances every now and then, um, especially his Money in the Bank contract. Uh, it, it it to me. Him being contract winner, it it made it it's it's good because it actually brings up a strong heel for one, and for two, it really maximizes the cash in quality, the cash in element. Because first of all, Brock Lesnar's not there every week; he's there, you know, once every few months. Although he's actually making back to back Raw appearances, you know, this week and next week. Whoa, um, but the very fact <laughs> that the the very fact that Lesnar comes sporadically fits perfect with the Money in the Bank contract, and ideally, if it was up to me, because of you know the organicness, I think that it would really help if. Somehow, you know, I don't know if Kofi, you know, of course you don't keep the belt on Kofi for a year, although I'd be okay with it. But fans just, 
aren't that patient anymore, nowhere near, unfortunately. Unfortunately, they're, but they're not that patient. Um, but somehow, to me, like, Lesnar can stretch this money in the bank thing. I mean, he's hardly ever there. Uh, he could cash it in at WrestleMania. Like, that's the funny part of all this thing. And nobody's ever done that. Like, Seth Rollins cashed it in during a match, but no one's ever announced that they're going to cash in their Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania. And according to the rules, you can do that. <laughs> you can formally say, hey, guess what? I'm going to cash in my Money in the Bank match. I'm going to have a WrestleMania main event. I don't need to win a Royal Rumble. I'm Money in the Bank winner. I'm going to cash... Excuse me, I'm going to cash in my Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to cash in my Money in the Bank contract at WrestleMania. And uh, <clears throat> I don't need a Royal Rumble one. And that's perfect to me. So... Essentially, what you can do is you can have Kofi lose to a heel, which they don't have very good, strong heels right now on on SmackDown. I, I definitely wouldn't lose against Ziggler because my point of saying all that is Ziggler versus Kofi would be good for Super Showdown. It's going to be a really good match. They've had plenty of good matches. You know, they've fought for both the U.S. and the Intercontinental title. Has some really good matches, but the problem is, is that um, Dolph Ziggler isn't a strong enough heel to make Kofi look good, and that's what he needs more than anything. He needs strong heels, to, yeah, to build his credibility. Right now, WWE period doesn't have very strong heels. Uh, Baron Corbin would be a good one, but he doesn't have enough. I mean, he's a really good heel. But he doesn't have enough credibility in his role yet. And so I don't even know who. I mean, you have you have Kevin Owens with this wild card. There's people going in and out. I really don't know who you have right now as far as just strong heels. And that's just the issue that WWE has. You just don't have enough. You just don't have a really, really strong heel to build Kofi Kingston. You could have Kofi lose against um, – um, I mean, maybe you put uh, – I don't, I don't see a champ. I mean, Drew McIntyre would be really good, but he's on Raw technically. So, I mean, it's just so much. Drew McIntyre is a really good heel, but I don't know what you do with with yep. what you have now. Um, yeah, it's 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 just a weird thing. Somehow, I would have Kofi lose the title, probably like at a uh, September pay per view or something like that. Night of champ, class of champions, night of night of champions. Um, so, a good solid five month reign is cool. I would actually have Kofi win the Royal Rumble because all these years he's been having his spots. So it makes sense for him to win the Royal Rumble this time because he already has that main event status. And I think you do. I mean, to me, I think you do. You have Kofi win the Royal Rumble. You have Brock Lesnar say, um, 
I want to cash my money in the bank um, uh, at, May, uh, at at the Royal Rumble or something like You know, give him that. You know, give him that uh, kudos. And so, um, you know, hopefully. Uh, but, but the only, I don't know, man. It's just a really weird moment. It's just a really weird time right now in WWE. It's just really weird. It just <laughs> because there's no strong characters anymore. So many people are emphasizing so much on wrestling that there's just no strong characters for someone like a Kofi. Like back in the day, you would have people. You would have like, for instance, Hogan became Hogan became so Hogan because he had a list of heels ready for him to even boost him up and make him look better. You know what I mean? Like he had Bundy, he had Andre, he had Stud, he had Earthquake. Yeah, you know what I mean? He, he had Taker. Yeah, all Boss these man. people. Boss Man. Yeah, uh, he had all of these heels. The Gen- yeah, Genius, even Perfect. Um, he had all of these heels to make him look so good. You know, and nowadays. You just don't have that. You know, even Savage, you know, when he was WrestleMania 4 in a DiBiase, uh, one-man gang. You know what I mean? Like, he had so many good um, heels to, to work with to make him look better, a better champion. But you don't have that nowadays. The weird thing is because we dealt with Brock. You look at it like doing seat Piscina, Captain Four Kids. Piscina always was fighting different people. I know he fought Edge like 3,000 times. <laughs> he fought Orton 4,000. Fought different people. You know, Umaga, you know, uh, even Kate, Kevin Federline, uh, uh, Johnny Ace. Piscina <laughs> yeah. had a variety of people he could feed with. So love, love and hate sin. He's fought different people. Angle, Taker, and then when you have his champ, so he was like Broly from Dragon Ball Z. He was so darn unbeatable. It was like we can't believe, you know, unless you, you know, he beat everyone. Yeah. You know, so now you got Seth, the glad they're champs, and the fact that the way they're built. Anybody now, you know, is attacking Kofi. So it could be equal believable that Ziggler going to happen, but it's still believable. I mean, if that was Brock or somebody else, we're like, get out of here. We know that. Who do you have to face? Right. You got everybody in purgatory. Roman Reigns is in purgatory. The 24-7 belt, which we'll cover, that's just like, okay, we don't have anything else for you guys. We're going to throw you in the mix. So, you know, in order for a great hill, and Sting said this, people, in order for you to be a great baby face, you got to have a great hill. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had Hogan always had somebody to fight, even in WCW, the Dungeon, the Doom, and the Horseman, yep. the Yeti. Any anybody that's a legend, people fought. It rather be Stigish Champ, Vader, Steve, Nikita, Brett, 
Michaels, everyone had sleep with him. You got with well, Corbin. Okay, what are you doing with him? Right. <clears throat> and there's nobody is contending for the title. Yeah. Like we're the champions, but who do we have? And now you just download it back. He's this DLC content, like a video game. Right. He just downloads. <laughs> he'll be in the view, and then he'll just down. He'll just disappear again. Yeah. No WWE want to use him, so he don't go to AEW. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it, it's not like Jim Ross said in his tweet. I've never seen a time in wrestling like this where belts mean so. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Very true. Yes. Like Kofi said about the chase. Yep. He's champion. That's cool. What do you do now? Right. So true. And chasing Brock. <clears throat> like, like, why are the champions chasing Brock? Right. I mean, chasing, like right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like, why are they like, chasing on, Brock? Yeah, absolutely on. true. Yeah, it makes, makes no sense at all. And 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 the right. funny thing about this is when when Hogan was champ, it wasn't okay. So when the heels were champs, it was more about the babyface chase. When the babyfaces were right. champs, it was more about feeding them very strong heels. You know, and and that concept just seems like it's just not even there anymore so right, let's roll through uh, what we have here um so let's talk about the 24 7 thing um mick foley was unhappy with, um his promo he actually liza burke i believe made a tweet about it and he retweeted elijah burke actually let me get the tweet uh <laughs> oh man poor foley <clears throat> um let me see. It was uh, Elijah Burke, I believe. He said something about it, and then like he he gave him props, and then yeah, shout out to Burke. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely shout out to Elijah Burke. All right, so let me pull this up real quick. Um, pull this up here. All right, here we go. <laughs> okay, so let me enlarge this. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let me enlarge this real quick. All right, so Liza Burke says, watch the 24-7 title announcement with real uh, Mick Foley. At least three times. Can't seem to figure out why the crowd booed. Mick's promo was great. Had passion. Delivery was on point. Even got in the classic cheap pop. I wonder what made the crowd go sour. First of all, Elijah Burke, uh, kudos to you. Kudos, because you've been on the show before. You're one of the first guests on my show. Number one. And number two, just recently, you... Uh, you put my show over on one of your live streams uh, recently. So thank you for that. To answer your question, Elijah Burke, <laughs> the concept was cheesy and terrible and no one likes it. You know, a few people likes it. I think maybe one people, one person like it from the PNP Nation. But that's the problem. 
that's that's the huge problem that's going on right now of the reason why people just don't like um they just don't like it so that's the reason why people are booing so that i'm gonna help you really i'm gonna help you a lot on that one <laughs> and so um and then and then foley says pope i think the crowd was hoping for the return of the classic hardcore title thanks for the compliment but I feel like I came up pretty short in that promo. No one's fault but my own. Now, kudos to Foley for taking it in the chin for that. Um, but I'm going to defend Mick Foley here and say, eh, nothing to do with your promo. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with your promo. I think, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's It's hard not to fumble when you get that reaction because, WWE kind of set you up for failure for making that announcement, first of all. Second of all, that that belt looks like, I mean, it has the same, it looks like they, uh, <laughs> it looks like they uh, recycled the Saudi Arabia Greatest Royal Rumble title strap <laughs> and they put on a different plate. I'm going to try to put, I'm going to try to bring up that Greatest Royal Rumble uh, cause remember greatest, remember Baron Corbin had the, uh, championship. I think he wore like once or twice and then it was it. That, that was just, that was it for him. <clears throat> um, I want to pull this up. Right quick. <laughs> uh, the greatest Royal Rumble championship, ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually, uh, I think it's on Pinterest here. I'm going to pull it up as soon as it come up. I'm going to show you this greatest Royal Rumble championship here. Um, the, it doesn't look too bad, actually. Um, yeah, I'm going to pull this up real quick. Uh, the greatest Royal Rumble championship, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming. It's coming. The greatest Royal the, the real the real world championship uh, is coming your way um, right here. So what do y'all think? This is the greatest Royal Rumble championship right here. Now, it doesn't actually, it actually doesn't look bad. It is, it has a Saudi Arabia feel to it. You know, the green strap Eh, but I get it. You know, the whole Saudi Arabia feel to it. Um, but, yeah, Braun Strowman had this for, I remember he carried it out maybe a time or two. And then, <laughs> and then after that. Wait, is that uh, a palm, is that a palm tree on a, yeah, on the side. Yeah, for the Saudi Arabia, the tree, like the tree, and the uh, swords. Yep. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> the hey, palm tree and anything, the swords. Anything's better than that. Anything's better than that Legends title from from TNA. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so it's not too. It's not terrible, right? It's not. It's not really bad. I mean, I understand. The, the I understand the concept behind the creation as far as the 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 reason why they made it. Um, Braun Strowman, I, I think there was some some talks of him, um, 
wearing it, I mean, or, or carrying it for for a while, and then and then there were some people that changed, and then I think Vince kind of nixed it and said that, um, you know, no, you're not so not no, you're not going to do that. He's not going to carry it anymore. So basically, you just made a title for a couple of uh, uh, for a time or two, and that's it. So it seemed like they recycled that uh, strap and just put the twenty four seven. On there, although the strap was is round for the twenty four seven, as opposed it, to the typical this, WWE Championship uh, strap that looks like that. The, G- the strap G- design. G- GSP said the Latin Championship. It looked, yes, it looks like the yes. <laughs> the twenty four seven belt. This looks like one of them four kids KB Toy Store. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this? It should be the purge title only the third hour. <laughs> and me, 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 me and Chris, me and Chris joke about all the time about the belts. And, and if I can, I think I can do this. I think I've been on here long enough to do a cheap plug. Speaking of belts, Reggie Parks, the the legend. In the next few weeks, and after that, uh, he'll be on PNP Nation. So he does say Chris, he would do your show. Sweet, sweet, yeah. Uh, uh, Dave Miller can put Reggie Parks um, over a lot. <clears throat> I've had yeah. him on the show, and 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 Dave put Reggie over a lot. So. I think I've, I I don't know if I've I can't remember. You know, we in, remember if I have or not. But Reggie Parks and Dave are like the two goats of making belts. Oh yeah. And, and Reggie's day, of course, he made the the winged eagle belt. Belts look so about the television title, the U.S. title. The U.S. tag team titles, the world tag team, the winged eagle belt, the IC belt, every belt look different. You, yep. at least <clears throat> Microsoft Word, a clip art way back in the day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and there's no. It, it gives it gives it like looking at Kofi and Seth standing there. Is this a color swatch? Like you play a video game, <laughs> same right. belt. All you do is just change the color, of the, a color, uh, In, change the color of the strap, and now they add plates to it. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing I saw when they were standing next to each other was, <clears throat> so you had um, Rollins, you had Rollins with the red. He had a red belt. <clears throat> with the black kind of swoosh type of stripe thing, you know, the, the WWE logo uh-huh. with the kind of the swoosh. Um, <clears throat> so his swoosh was black, and then Kofi's title was black, and his swoosh was red. So it was like, uh, like it, it wasn't anything. It, uh, yeah, I'm just not a fan. So, like I'll, I'll never forget when Jericho won the undisputed title. I remember when he held, when he had. I think that was the best one belt, even though the undisputed title belt was an okay looking belt. Maybe something you saw the WWE. Yes, yeah, you I had how that looks. The, the big fat circle. Let me see if I can grab my the, that, that signified 
undisputed. The attitude ever about it made it even that much more important. Yep. Because it looked different. Absolutely. Then he made it to one. What's this? And that belt was okay. But. Man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to grab my towels oh, real quick. Was... <clears throat> Good work. Looking out, guys, on the chat. No, we didn't know what feel. Anybody watching, if it does say, because I'm getting reports, um, if you're listening and if it does say that the show has ended, it has refreshed your feed and refreshed your, um, the URL. Uh, know yeah. Yeah. So um, not I know Lexi <clears throat> had the issue and a few other people um, on my end us listening. Hmm. That the show has ended it is not. So if you can just refresh the feed. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> thank you for that. Okay. Yes, we are. We are live with uh, my two prized possessions here. Two of my three. This is what Chris Jericho held up right here. The undisputed tied uh, championship. The undisputed champion, the big gold belt, and to me, the best design, the best uh, WWE title design, the Attitude Era Championship. <clears throat> I was a big fan of this title, man. I thought this. I think this title is the best design. I think the big gold belt's the goat, but um, I was a I'm a big fan of this title design. <clears throat> I think first of all, it's heavy. It's super duper heavy. And it's super cool, super design. The design is awesome. Um, it's round. It still has the eagle. It actually has the world on there as, as opposed to just WWE Championship. Uh, it actually has the world um, <clears throat> uh, t- uh, picture on here. And it says uh, world... Um, Wrestling Federation champion. It's an awesome looking belt, man. This is a really awesome looking belt. And of course you have the real championship, as Ric Flair would say. The big gold belt. And I think that those are... Uh, yes, the real one. Um, <laughs> yeah, when, when, when Ric Flair was well, doing his thing. The real world champion. I know. <clears throat> I... I- uh, at some point, y'all be able to see me uh, as well. But I know here at my house, I have the, the red strap, not the black strap, the red strap replica NWA television title. And a belt that is heavy as the big gold belt, the replica heavyweight title. <clears throat> Which one Which you said? You AWA? have to add that to your collection. AWA or I, I, IWGP yeah, is what you said. Uh, replica, yeah, red strap, NWA title, mm-hmm. and they have the IWGP one. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. 
so let's uh, get into the you rest of these dune buggies here. So Adam Page and Pac is uh, off because uh, Pac didn't want to lose while being the opening Dragon Gate champion. Um, okay. <laughs> That's the reason why we talked to uh, before about that being off. But the reason why is that he didn't want to lose. So there you go. <clears throat> That's uh. uh uh, I don't know, man. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm hoping the best for AEW. I really am. But, I mean, once, once you're coming out the gate of Pac and Page having creative differences, that does not seem good like i don't know i it's just it's just weird to me <clears throat> the fact that you your first event you're having one of your marquee matches be off because of creative differences so just a weird thing Pac wanted to protect his brand i mean i i mean i can i i understand that to us to us i understand that i mean you know, I, here the I'm I'm a big fan of people saying, <clears throat> if I'm gonna lose, make it make it make sense. That's the reason why I was totally a fan of, you know, Booker T not, uh, <clears throat> not putting Matt Morgan over, not not that Matt Morgan shouldn't have went over, and I think Matt Morgan would even say now that it made sense. At one point he was frustrated, but now it just makes sense because, you know, for someone to have that leg- legendary status. Um, you need to make sense out of what you're doing. That's the reason why Shawn Michaels didn't come back, um, and 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 go against uh, AJ Styles against uh, at uh, Royal Rumble, because he's like, listen, why? You know, what I mean, like, what? How is that really? And it made so much sense to me. Like, how is that really going to help my legacy or AJ Styles' legacy if I come back from retirement? And put over AJ Styles. Like, what does that really do? And I and I totally agree with that. And um, but this, but but this situation, and same thing with with Austin and Lesnar, which I also agree with too. <clears throat> I mean, if you're gonna make it something, make it something. Do a build, do a storyline, make it a big, make it marquee. Don't just have some legend lose um, just because. Um, <clears throat> So, um, Pac won it on December 4th in Tokyo. Now, here's the thing. Dragon Gates, you know, that's a Japanese promotion. You know, of course, you had Dragon Gate USA, but <clears throat> Dragon Gate is, is the promotion. Um, so, Pac is the open... Open the uh, Dreamgate champion for Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate USA has been defunct for four years now. It only lasted for eight years. And <clears throat> so Dragon Gate's by itself now. So it's like, okay, so you're the top wrestler in Dragon Gate right now. What the heck does that have to do with AEW? I mean, AEW is not partnering with Dragon Gate. So, as far as I know, they may be. But even if they were partnering with Dragon Gate, it still wouldn't 
still wouldn't make a difference. I just, it's just, <laughs> it's just really weird, man. Um, that they would do that, but let's move on. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, some, some of these, um, ask Chris questions. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, Evan, you had some thoughts on that. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm dealing with some feedback. YouTube, Chris is just, you letting the ego get in the way. What is it going to matter? It's not on every week. Show in Vegas. After that, we, I know because I know we have like a, a event in Florida coming up. They're not going, I think Sullivan said it, Raven was like, hey, if I'm in a big feud coming up in a pay-per-view, why am I going to lose to somebody that's not even on a pay-per-view coming up? Right. Something like that. Yeah. AEW after Saturday, are we going to see another AEW show before October? Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to see him again to October, maybe December. Yeah, well, so all in, in I think all ends uh, September again, but <clears throat> yeah. Right. So you leave, you leave Saturday, okay. You got enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Real quick, oh, no. to, to address Cody's uh, Axe Chris, uh, kudos to Chris Jericho when Brock Lesnar won. He, said, he tweeted, he said, uh, awesome to see Brock Lesnar win the Money in the Bank match. Even though he wasn't officially entered, Brock is the future of the biz. And this perfect example of genius booking of why WWE remain on top forever. Hashtag go Brock go. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, I did. Read, I did read that tweet. That yeah, was great. That was absolutely hilarious. Um, what's my favorite Jericho GSP acts? Um, I like Babyface Jericho like, like two thousand man. Uh, like when he won that, when he unofficially won the title. Um, yeah, that's my favorite. I mean, of course, his probably most. Popular one was the 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 heel one in like uh, what was that old two thousand ten maybe nine Billy Gold Jericho um, with the beard yeah so that was two thousand ten Jericho um let me see I think that was that was I think that was the time he beat Taker yep so that was two thousand ten a lot of people. Say that that's the you know the most popular one, but <clears throat> I like old school Jericho, man. I had total rock and roller, baby face against the world type of deal. <clears throat> um, so I think I, so I think I asked this person com- uh, competed against John Cena for the WWE title, Money in the Bank. The answer being Mock Henry. Um, Cody said he loved this seal gimme WCW dude went. To commercial rambling off the movie, you know, you know that was funny. Yeah, that was that was absolutely hilarious. Very true. Um, all right. So, um, just real quick grades for Money uh, Money in the Bank Raw and SmackDown. Just to really cover Money in the Bank real quick. Uh, like I said, I was I check out my live stream on the Crave Wrestling YouTube page. I had a live reaction, so I talked about it for almost four hours. Um, so. Um, the only, it, it was just a big cluster mess. I didn't, I, I think it was a, I think it was a, a bad pay-per-view minus the Bailey moment 
And then the Brock moments. I did like the yeah, Brock moment because did. it was a surprise. But other than that, it was just it was a drag. Uh, Styles and Styles and Rollins was good at the end, but uh, it was just really a drag. After I mean, Kofi and Kofi and uh, and and Kevin Owens was a solid match too. Didn't have just a big fight feel to it. It was it was a good match, but I don't know. It, like to me, it wasn't. <clears throat> To me, Money in the Bank minus Bailey, the Bailey spot and the Brock spot, the men's Money in the Bank match was really good. Uh, so those three moments made it like a C plus to me. But other than that, it was just like there was nothing that was different from a regular episode of Raw and SmackDown. Those pay per views need to look different. I, I thought this. Um. You ever hang out with somebody? Could be an in-law. You ever hang out with someone in a group? And it's always that one person you're just around because you have to be. Yeah. And then they have like two moments with something funny. You know what? That's how many the bank was. It was just only with a couple of moments. Yeah. Yeah. Showing up, which was was spoiled on the live chat because you guys were ten seconds ahead of me. <laughs> 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 you Lexi or GHP or somebody was like Brock and I was like oh crap Brock showing up uh, <laughs> you got the spoiler <laughs> but, yeah but it's, it's I mean Brock showing up which was overshadowed Bailey winning and yeah, uh, AJ Styles and just was okay it just, yeah, it was. I'm like why did why did Slam. Yep. We just got the match that quick. Yep. But that shows right there. Decent match, but it was rushed. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I agree. It was it definitely felt rushed. So and, and the money in the bank matches were cool. The men's the men, the men's match was gosh. Ricochet and, and Finn is the smallest guy. If you if you're wrestling WWE and you're the smallest guy in the ring in the money in the bank, you're you're going I mean, Orton took no bumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Orton just was like, I don't which, care. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, smart. <laughs> that's the reason. See, like, uh... and that's the thing. That's the reason why. And Orton, to me, is just so bland. But let's be honest. The reason why look, Cena, Cena yeah. takes bumps, but Triple H, um, Taker, you know what I mean, uh, Orton, it's like, okay, those people have been around for so long because they're not spot monkeys. Like that, I mean, simple as that, man. They take her, uh, take a spot, and you know he'll do that big dive. But other than that, he don't, you know, he don't do a bunch of spots. Uh, Orton, Orton don't take a lot of spots, uh, and he's been around for seventeen years, and that's the, that's the reason why. I mean, same thing with Triple H. Like Triple H will take a spot, like he'll take a uh, a reverse backdrop or something like that but typically triple h don't he's not the person who he'll take a maybe a spot like you know on the outside uh table you know announcer's table or something like that but typically there's no way that triple h will will last as long as he did as long as he as long as he has in in the wwe for over 20 years there's no way that he would last that long if he wrestled like 
Shane McMahon, Ricochet, um, you know, even even Kevin Owens to an extent because he takes a lot of you know crazy spots. A lot of Seth Rollins, a lot of current WWE stars. If if those stars wrestled like they did twenty years ago, there's no way that they would have you know longevity, you know, like that. So, um, you know, there's something. There's some notes to take. You know, young fellas, <laughs> young ladies. There's some of those are notes to take. So, um. A lot of concussions, wasn't was it? Up, everybody falls. <clears throat> hey, everybody falls asleep. Yeah, but at the same you time, everyone. But at the same time, but you I don't mean, get injured. <laughs> you don't get injured. Um, <clears throat> which, true. yeah, which, which, you know, you can't fault him for that, man. You know, he don't, he don't get injured. You know, he doesn't take a lot of spots, so he don't get injured. That's the reason why he's, you know, you, you have you know length there's what there's you know people weren't getting pinged for concussion after concussion um you know and 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 to be fair a lot of concussions weren't announced and you had headshots um before you know that was banned which um you know one of the best things vince was banned chair shots to the head I forgot who it was, maybe Big Show or something like that. I was talking to some, no, or maybe a wrestler I was talking to uh, recently. I wasn't talking to Big Show recently. I was talking to a former WWE guy recently. And I, he was really, he, he thought that it was a fantastic idea to ban chair shots because he said at the end of the day, it doesn't do anything. Like, it doesn't really help much in anything. So. Uh, no, I didn't see your question about Ben Wild, Lexi. Let me check it out real quick. Um, GSP says, uh, ever thought about doing a superstar of the day? We can take a segment in the show and talk about the person's career and things we like and hate about them. Yeah, we're doing that. <clears throat> we're doing that right now. We're going to do that with, uh, Goldberg, the player of the week. Well, we're going to sign kind of, we're going to talk about his first run, but yeah, let's, uh, let's continue to. To flesh that out, and we can do that. I think the, um, a few people mentioned about Benoit. I'm trying to figure out where that Benoit. Because uh, Ashley's death has been talked about. Uh, you feel there's any foul? Oh, foul play. Investigated. Um, yeah, with like being the investigation. Um. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you believe that the case should be reexamined? Sure. I mean, why not? Um, there have been reports of the coroner, coroner's report did not match the story given about the murder-suicide. Uh, the time of death for Chris is, uh, same was the same as Nancy. <clears throat> um, good question. Very, very good question. Um... I mean, if uh, there's if there's people if there's people in the family who believe that uh, there was foul play involved and it wasn't a murder suicide, uh, I mean, based on the evidence that they've gathered, it was. Um, but I mean, if there's family who, <clears throat> if there's anybody could, that can prove otherwise, I mean, re reopen it. I mean, why not? 
right now, based on everything that's been coming up, it, it was. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> I actually wrote a long article for a uh, one of my um, psychology courses about Benoit's death. Um, I am trying to get that published to a peer-reviewed journal, so keep me in your prayers about that. Wrote it a few years back, and um, well, that goes thinking, yeah, hopefully, uh, that would be my first published article. So, trying to get that done. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, as far as so as far as Raw and SmackDown is concerned, uh, let, let me a, just let me just read these grades. I really, you know, GSP says BCC. Uh, most says CBC, and those grades are Money in the Bank, Raw, and then SmackDown. Kimbo says BBC, uh, the BBC, BBC One, BBC Two. It's my Austin Powers for you. Um, <laughs> uh, Cody, how do you feel about them making Ali look stupid? Who sits there and waits over a minute for Brock to hit? Yeah, that was funny. Hurry up and grab the briefcase. Yeah. So, so the deal was from from what I heard. Uh, Cody says they both get enough. Um, so, from what I heard, the 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 wrestlers were made to believe that Ali won the, the the case, and then Ali knew about Brock Lesnar. So, not everybody knew about Brock Lesnar, and they wanted to keep that surprise. And so, Brock can do whatever he wants to do. So, um. Lexi says CDC. Ryan says BBC. All right, one more trivia question, and we're going to close up shop tonight after the flavor of the week. Um, trivia question is, this person won the 2011 Money in the Bank match for the WWE Championship contract. This person won the 2011 Money in the Bank match for the WWE Championship contract. What's up, Ken? Good to have you on the show tonight, man. Um, CCC says. Not sure if you know this, uh, Featherstone. I hear that Steph. To let y'all know. <laughs> although I did hear that Stephanie McMahon actually mentioned AEW in a production meeting. So. Um, they oh, Vince knows. Yeah. So they, they're Vince keeping knows. an eye. Yeah. Because let's, let's really think about this. If AEW, we really see Ziggles, but we really see Dolph Ziggler de- download and be. I mean, you see, you, you see, you uh, know, it's right there. Vince right. is going to go in a minute. Yeah, yeah, reconnect it. Yeah, it's losing a stream and coming back for some reason. I don't know why it's doing that. But, um, all right. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so I, I, I want to see Taker versus Sting. No, I don't want to see Taker versus Sting. I want to see Taker versus Goldberg. Maybe. Um, no, I don't because I don't want Sting to lose. That's, that's, that's the reason why I don't want to see Taker versus Sting. Now, on paper, I mean, I would be so pumped, but I don't want to see Sting lose. His, if Sting had a better WWE career, I'd still be on point for Taker versus Sting. 
But Sting's WWE career was absolute garbage. I was so disappointed at, at Sting's WWE career. Triple H loss, Seth Rollins loss. I, I was so disappointed that I don't want to see him lose again in WWE. It's, it's already been bad. Yeah. So, so Taker versus Goldberg. Taker versus Goldberg doesn't have anything to do with that. It's you know Goldberg's recent comeback was really good. So um, that's the reason why I would want to. Yeah. See, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so. You said what made it worse? You know, we we were together at Mania, and when we found out that Sting basically was just a. Against Triple H. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that really messed it up. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. This is going to throw in all the legends. He's 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 going to work hard and make sure no yeah. no legend. As a pup, that's the that's the crazy AEW. thing. As a as a puppet to as a puppet to a segment later in the show. That was. That was horrible, man. Oh, that was horrible. Just for basically Ronda Rousey <laughs> was was the person who jacked up Sting's uh WWE career. As much as I'll, as much as I've been like pro Ronda Rousey, she's the jack up because at the end of the day, the whole segment for Sting look Triple H lost Triple H beat Sting just to come out later in the show to do the him him and Steph and and uh, Rock and Rousey thing, just to build up for a match that never happened. I'm serious when it comes <laughs> to talking about Sting. Okay, you build up, you make you make Sting a puppet to a match that never happened. Alberto Dorio. All right, so let's uh, let's man. close this up, man. Maybe you can make you got me all upset talking about Sting being a puppy. and his new two thousand and one entrance. Uh, he's still wearing the tag team. Yeah, he's still he's saying, still wearing the tag yeah. team attire. Still, <laughs> right, still wearing the bars gear. Uh, real quick, as far as Raw and SmackDown, I mean. Uh, I really don't have much to say. The twenty four seven championship is uh it's just a way to tell it's a, it's a way for WWE to say, listen, we don't want anybody to leave because we know we have competition. We're gonna create a title for people to have airtime. We have too many people on the roster that we're just not using. And we're gonna admit it. So we're gonna build a so we're gonna make a twenty four seven championship. It's just, it's just to me. It's so condescending. It's really condescending to mid card talent. It really is, man. You should have a tournament to build stars and just spend time. I just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to me. Um, like I said, Dolph versus Kofi is good on paper, but Dolph isn't a strong enough heel to, to make Kofi, you know, have that extra, extra spot. All right, player of the week. Um, if things shows up in Vegas this weekend, what do you want me to ask? Um, ask Sting. Um, can he come on the Pancake and Power Slam show? That's that's what I want you to ask. Number one. 
Number two, uh, I want you to ask. Um, well, actually, I, I, I've done a Q and A with Sting before, and I've asked him about the whole. Every good heel come from a good, good baby face came from a Q and A that I was a part of with Sting uh, two manias ago when I was doing coverage. Um, but um, see if he can come in for an actual for 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 P and P interview. Um, and then the second question would be, uh, would he be interested in fighting someone if there was anybody other than the undertaker, he would go against at mania. Who would it be? Now he always says, I just will come back against undertaker, but we need our sting moment. Okay. We need our sting moment. So I've always said, I think sting Bray would be a good just because of that bizarre type of character meshing with sting uh i've even said i wish sting you know they could do sting kane you know just so sting could pick up a win <laughs> but not not mayor kane kane a few years back but sting orton i said you know would be good too i'd be totally fine with sting orton and sting getting the win for that i'd be cool with that so um yeah, Mo, that was Titus O'Neil's first singles title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 24-7 one. Um, so, yeah, that's my question, Lexi. Uh, who else would it be? I know you always say Taker, but if there's someone else that you would want to go against for Mania, who would it be? All right, so it is time once again <laughs> uh, for everybody. Let's get this um uh, let's get this flavor of the week together, man. Um man, this daggone uh YouTube and all that causing all types of streaming stuff. But you know, PNP Nation, uh we we through and through guys, we ride or die, so we making this happen. Again, that's the fun of being live, man. I love it. All these, all this crazy stuff that happens during live, is, it just makes it even funner because we're live, pal. It is time for the flavor of the week. <laughs> right, here we go. Oh, yeah. It's time. It's time to chill out. Just give me your thoughts on Goldberg, man. It's first. I'm just going to read some thoughts from the PNP Nut uh, Gallery over here. Uh, what's your, what are your thoughts on Goldberg's first run? What went wrong with Goldberg's first run? What was so bad? It was. It was. It was not good. It was. It was just terrible. Goldberg has said, "I, I, I, I interviewed Goldberg last year. He was talking about." Uh, he was talking about how he actually felt excited, you know, for the first time in his career coming back. Um, and he wasn't excited, you know, during that run. So that that makes a big difference. So what are your thoughts on Goldberg's? What, what went wrong with Goldberg's? Lexi says, writing, gimmick, and a lack of character development. Very good. I agree. I agree. A few more. One. 
Goldberg would have he beat the rock, but then he had to, he can't get over Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a is isn't that a trend? Isn't that a trend? Triple H has a he has a qualm with WCW because he was terrorizing and Jean Paul Levesque and uh, in, in, in uh, WCW and he's bitter. <laughs> so he so the crazy thing is Triple H has a Triple H has um, he buried Sting at Mania. He buried uh, Booker T at Mania. And Goldberg, period. It wasn't at Mania, but it was period. And that's a weird trend. One of my Goldberg at SummerSlam was for the Elimination Chamber. (laughs) Right. Goldberg, that was the best Goldberg you will ever see in WWE besides. Beat Brock and Owens and then lost the Brock and Owens. Yeah. And then what happens? Oh, Triple H. Of course, Triple H beats him again. Like you said, yeah. Triple H Bird, Scott Steiner, Scott Steiner, yeah, he's another one. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't a WCW guy, but he was in WCW last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got a thing with WCW guys. Um, Ryan says the undefeated streak with Goldberg was a joke. I love the undefeated uh, the undefeated streak. I loved it. I think that was what, what that's what WW that's what caused WCW to be competitive with WWE. That was one of the big like Sting's Crow Run and Goldberg streak were the two. You know, in the NWO, of course, but NWO got really diluted. But the two like things were Sting's run and Goldberg's streak that made them very competitive for WWE. Kimbo says uh, he didn't like the Batista took him out to join Evolution. I agree with that too. That made Goldberg very weak. That really diminished his character because he was such a strong character. And that really diminished him. And of course, the WrestleMania 20 match was just, you could tell that both of them wanted to go. Like, it was just, you can tell. <laughs> you could, and it was sad because on paper, Goldberg versus Brock for the first time, that's a marquee main event match anywhere you go. But you can really tell that, the, you know, they were in the garden. Um, WrestleMania 20, and you can tell that um, that the fans didn't care either. So, uh, and they and the fans that they wanted to go. So, and that was the sad part of it. So, um, yeah. Well, the good thing is we'll see them. We'll see him a week from, or two weeks from Friday. Back against the Undertaker. So I just wanted to talk about Goldberg right quick because we're going to see him uh, back. Uh, Tweet me for some Flavor of the Week uh, topics we'll talk about. 
we'll, we'll, we'll do some more fans' choices for the next few weeks. Do some fans' choices. Uh, we'll set up some brackets, too, for the next few weeks. Uh, let's get back to the brackets. So. Uh, special kudos to Shane Taylor for being on the show tonight. Episode 373 in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, big thank you to the PNP Nation for being amazing as always. Fun show as always, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I enjoyed riding with y'all as always. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I'll do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.